Welcome to the latest First Voice podcast brought to you by First Voice magazine, the official flagship magazine of the Federation of Small Businesses and the go-to podcast for news, tips and important information for small businesses. Uh, my name is John Watkins and for this episode I'm pleased to say we're joined by FSB's Craig Beaumont who will set out what was and what wasn't in the 2021 budget for small businesses. Uh, Chancellor Rishi Sunak's 2021 budget was undoubtedly a key one for small businesses uh, and the self-employed, as many of you continue to battle your way through the COVID-19 lockdown restrictions and adjust to life after the Brexit transition period. So for the next 20 minutes or so, Craig and I will pick through the budget to pull out the announcements that are important to you and discuss exactly what they mean. Craig, welcome and thanks for joining us. Hi, John. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Um, listen, there's stats to get through, so um, I thought we'd, we'd go straight into uh, what it all means. Um, but I thought a good place to start was to sort of gauge FSB's overall response to the budget. I mean, was was this a good one for small businesses? So there's kind of two sides to a budget. One is the kind of economic forecast, what's really happening out there, um, you know, what has happened, what will happen. And then the second is the measures that Chancellor takes. So if you actually look at the economic scenario, there's actually quite a lot of optimism now coming in. You know, the economy will be back to its 29 peak by mid next year, which is a lot sooner than expected. You know, we'll see growth over the next quarter and into the next year, perhaps of up to 7%, which in a historic sense is huge. But of course, that follows the huge contraction and the recession that we've had. So it's not like this is, you know, overwhelmingly a good thing. It's a reaction, a response to a very difficult time for our members and the economy. Uh, and this is all thanks to the vaccine, all thanks to the vaccine. So suddenly you've got an unlock process. You've got, um, you know, you'll know all your dates now from March, April, May and June, even though they might step back a bit. But there's a real sense that optimism is rising. 70% of small businesses are open and active, and that's growing. Two thirds think they're back to 100% of their normal trade, and perhaps even as soon as the end of the year. And unemployment is not going to be as bad as people thought. So the prediction was it would be 12% uh, unemployment peak rate, and that will now fall to perhaps about 6.5%, and it's currently at 5.1%. So that's nearly 2 million people who won't be unemployed. And I said this is all like positive, but at the same time, to get to that positivity, you've got to survive this crisis. So just looking at the measures, you know, overall, I'd say it's um, um, a spend now, tax later budget. Loads of expenditure on COVID support, especially for us, to get us through this final kind of phase of the crisis. COVID may be with us for a lot longer, of course, but in terms of, you know, a full lockdown, everyone not being able to do their business, that will hopefully come to an end and that money will keep us going. So, you know, in a couple of years' time, to pay for that, the tax burden is going to rise. And what any small business owner knows uh, the further out the date, the more you can adapt. So there is actually a lot, quite a lot of chatter this morning with governments and with the think, think tanks and in policy world, world of, you know, are those dates really fixed? So having announced this big tax burden rise on corporation tax, will it actually happen or will it happen quite as much? And we don't know is the honest answer. Um, but importantly for us, a lot of the expenditure for us is, is actually for us, for small businesses and the self-employed. And then from the tax, We've been sheltered from much of the tax increases. So, yeah, overall, I'd say, yes, a, a pro-small business budget, lots of spending and then a tax rise, but the tax rise we're protected from. 
yeah, definitely cause for for optimism, and and it certainly feels like things are going in the the right direction finally for for small businesses. There's always uh, some key points for discussion in the in the detail, though. Um, can we go through some of the key announcements for for small businesses and and what they're likely to mean for uh, for members on a on a day to day basis? Great. Yeah. I mean, actually, there was so much. I'm going to rattle through these. But you, the first one is the furlough scheme being extended to June. This is, you know, our members rely on this to pay their staff if their business is inactive. So it helps, you know, a million small employers have used this scheme. And we know they're still disproportionately using it. And that will continue all the way through till September. It won't be full through to September because in July, employer costs will rise to 10%. You'll need to pay 10% of your salaries, sorry, of the, of the salary for these furloughed workers. And then you also have to pay uh, pensions and employer NICs on top of that. So it's about 14%. And then in August, that will rise to 20% of the costs, which if you add in the pensions and NICs, it comes out to about 23%. But that is still weaning people off using furlough, and there is still support all the way through to September. And that was really important to us, because while in June... Effectively, at the moment, uh, all the restrictions on doing business, all the main ones should, should have gone. You know, we may need to have some small things that, that continue, but that's the plan. And the worry we had was that Treasury would, would remove all support by that point, And they have not done that. So that's really good. Um, the second one, which is the second kind of flagship scheme, is the self-employment scheme. And what a campaign that FSB has led right from the front has been to get access to what's called the Self-Employment Income Support Grant 4, um, uh, to the newly self-employed. So those are people with a 1920 tax return, but they didn't have an 1819 one. And that was the minimum requirement for taking part. So they lost the first three grants. And this is really sad for us because the self-employment scheme only exists because FSB went in after furlough and fought to make sure that self-employed got support. So this this scheme we're really proud of and this expansion to 600,000 newly self-employed people, we need to, you know, make sure that they're safely into the scheme. But that's the plan. And, you know, there's serious credit is due for that. Um, there's also going to be a, a SAIS Grant 5. So there are some issues here with dates because people applied for Grant 3 in November. And they won't be able to apply for Grant 4 until next month. So that's a bit of a gap. Uh, and then Grant 5, of course, will be probably towards September time. So... But overall, that is 30, well over £30 billion pounds of money to 2.7 million people who are self-employed. And that has kept so many people going. Um, and it's so important that's been extended, again, way past June. Um, some of these things were briefed out, of course, before the budget. So I'm not, you know, these are not things that some of them, some of them were known on the budget day, but some of them were known before. So a couple of those that were known before were um, the new set of cash grants, which we did fight for, about £5 billion worth that will go to shops, restaurants, bars, hotels, gyms, hairdressers, personal care businesses. Uh, and that's really, really positive because it includes a slug of money also for suppliers. And these are discretionary grants through local authorities. Now, local authorities have been a bit slow in getting the first slug of money out. So now FSB at every level is going to their local authority and saying, Come on, get out the money out the door. Uh, you've had it since November. Let's go. And that will help, you know, 700,000 businesses to get over through to the end of June and beyond. And if you probably don't remember, but right at the very start, we had £10,000 cash grants uh, to all small businesses in the business rate system. I mean, this these grants range from, you know, four and five grand to about 18 grand. So it's a mix. Uh, but it's quite a broad group. And then you've got the supply chain in there as well. 
Um, one big thing we were worried about was business rates. So the business rates, 100% relief for a number of businesses, retail, hospitality, and leisure, uh, was due to expire. Um, now, we do have an extension. We wanted 100%, obviously wanted 100% for, for the year. We've got 100% for a period of time, for about three months, and then it's two-thirds off all the way through to April next year. And they've also added in nurseries, which is really important for us. We've got um, a number of nurseries in membership. And as a, as a sector, we're very concerned that they are, uh, you know, really up against it in their cash reserves and how they operate in England. So that's really, really good. Um, the, there's also some kind of smaller things as well that have been continued, like um, the if you have a member of staff that's off for two weeks, you can get a sick pay rebate. Now, we used to have this years ago, and we managed to get it back for COVID. And it, we're hoping that will stay permanently. Now, of course, it possibly won't. We're going to have to go in and fight for this one. Um, but that has been extended through um, all the way into the summer. Um, and then a couple of smaller things, which are if you pay corporation tax, and you know, uh, a number of people don't pay corporation tax, but if you do, you are now able to uh, carry forward your losses for tax purposes for up to three years. Um, so that's all the support mechanisms, if you like. It's a really good picture. It's a lot of money. Um, and there are other things as well, but I thought that's probably a good place to start. Yeah, that's brilliant. And, um, you know, th th there's a lot of positivity there. There's a lot of support for businesses as they um, go through this continued period of, uh, of disruption and, and, and difficulty. And some other things to sort of help them come out the other side as well. I noticed the, the increased uh, apprenticeship funding was one, um, something that, that presumably we see as a positive as well. Yes. I mean, the a second category in my mind is, so having done that money to help people survive, there's almost like a second pot of things that is money to encourage good things. Yeah. I've got a snappier way of saying that, but money to encourage good things. So that's increasing uh, £3,000 for any apprenticeship you take on. So that's an employer incentive. Uh, also, 40,000 traineeships, uh, which are work placements. Um, and there's about, uh, I think it's 40,000 of those. That's £126 million. An employer gets £1,000 for that. So a slight worry we have on the apprenticeships money is that increase of money is only available until September. So that's only six months. So, I mean, it's good, but it's time limited. And what we'll now be looking at is, well, if that works, because we need to get apprenticeship starts up, then we need to extend. Um, but there's money for other things as well. There's something called Help to Grow. In fact, it has two halves to this program, Help to Grow Management and Help to Grow Digital. Uh, and the first one is a, a set of MBA-style training courses in business schools for about 30,000 small businesses to, to, to be mentored and learn about all the kind of management skills you need. Because we do worry that there's not quite enough you know, management skills and leadership skills within small businesses, and that, and that would really help. Um, Help to Grow Digital that should have about another 100,000 small businesses to get um, digital skills advice, uh, but also 50% off software. So if you're a small business moving things up, up to the cloud for the first time, there is now a, there will now be a route for you to get some money to help you do that. And that's really good. We've told the government, look, stop talking about productivity. This is kind of esoteric policy thing. You know, don't tell small businesses they're unproductive or there's this long tail of unproductive firms. That's not a nice way to deal with it. Um, what you should do is say, look, here's something that can help you. And here's some money on the table. And that's what they've done. So you know, both these schemes look really, really positive. Um, a couple of other smaller ones in this bucket, I'd say, are the stamp duty extension. So that's helping the housing market and the construction industry where we have loads of members in both of these. It helps them to continue because it's kept that market going. Um, now, that will now be extended in full to June, this kind of stamp duty exemption. 
um, and it will taper through to September. Um, add on that a bit of help from mortgages, 95% mortgages, um, and you've kind of got a little package for that kind of that whole sector, which would help. Uh, and then finally, I'd probably come back to the 5% VAT rate for hospitality and tourism. We've got so many members in this industry, um, and that 5% rate has been in there, but it's been there while hospitality is effectively being closed, uh, you know, except for that one period in the summer in eat out to help out time. So we wanted that extended, and it's not been extended. So it's not only been extended to September, but there's also a 12.5% rate and through till March. Now, members love this. And now they'll be able to trade and therefore benefit from it. And that's really important. That's brilliant, Craig. Stacks of really um, positive messages there. Uh, lots to help businesses um, go through the current period and, and then come out the other side and, and, and hopefully grow and prosper from there. Was there anything in the budget that you would like to have seen but didn't? Was there anything that um, we feel like was missing? Yeah, I mean, there was, there was very little on job creation. It was very weak on job creation, surprisingly weak. Um, so this was the for, for me the kind of the big red spot. If there was anything this this chancellor should be doing on jobs, yes, you should. Your first thing you should do be is about protecting jobs, stopping people becoming unemployed. But you should also look at the recovery. How do you create jobs? Um, how does a small business get encouraged to add an extra person to the team or take on you know if if you're a sole trader, take on your first employee? It's very expensive due to employer national insurance to to create these jobs. Yeah, we've removed some of that cost um, after the election with the employment allowance, which removed the first kind of £4,000 worth off that bill. But we need more. Um, and they've kind of accepted that in principle in a few places, like from next month, when you take on a veteran, you won't pay national insurance. If you're in one of these free ports that were announced yesterday, you know, all around the country, East Midlands, Felixstowe, Liverpool, Teesside, etc. Um, when you create a job in there, you won't be paying national insurance. So they've kind of accepted the point but they haven't then taken the action um and a kind of aligned to that is something that we had achieved before which was the job retention bonus uh and this was a payment you know a, a small payment to any employer that kept a furloughed employee in work uh in february time after the um first game was due to end in october time so it's basically a reward that says look thank you for keeping this person on uh, for many small businesses, that money was the only guaranteed revenue they had in spring. So when it was cancelled, that was a very sad day. Um, but it was cancelled for a good reason. And that was because furlough was continuing. Um, now that we've got an end date for full furlough, we expected the job retention bonus to be brought back. And it wasn't there. And we're now trying to explore whether it's actually gone full stop or whether it's just not been announced yet. And we're not sure yet. Yeah, good to know. And and. You know, you talked a little bit at the beginning there around sort of campaigning for uh, self-employment support, um, FSB's involvement in other calls to the government throughout this pandemic to help get measures and funding and support put in place. Um, looking a bit longer term, you know, beyond the initial fallout of Budget 2021, what what are you guys looking for from the government? What are you calling for at the moment in terms of support um, from government? Well, actually, there's one thing I forgot to mention that was missing also, which was um, a massive project on the director's income support scheme. So just before that, if it's OK, just to say that, yep. I mean, we, we were locked in meetings with Treasury uh, over the last few months. The last one was on Monday before the budget, right up until the end, trying to overcome the barriers in place of, you know, well, you can't get directors, 
you know, directed dividends can't be used for income because you can't, the government can't separate dividends from income as opposed to investment. And they don't want to fund people's investment, um, which is right. So, so we found a way around, created a scheme, and we were going in and fighting for it right up until the end. Huge campaign, lots of policy work, loads of collaboration with Forgotten Limited um, that were, have been brilliant working with us on this. Mm-hmm. The ACCA and um, uh, an expert called Rebecca Stevie Harris. And that was really good, but it didn't make it. It didn't get across the line. And that's, you know, it's actually quite upsetting because we've seen the impact of that lack of support has been huge. So they've been paying the taxes like everybody else, and we found a way to help them, and the government hasn't gone for it. You know, they've not had a penny of income support. They will benefit a bit from, you know, the furlough scheme for their employees. Yeah, that was guaranteed income for them. They will benefit from some of the other measures in the budget more broadly, but they should have got support. FSB was right there, and I just wanted to say that, you know, we need to look people in the eye and say we did everything we could, and we genuinely have. So there's no regrets that we didn't do enough that for me was really important. In terms of going forward, will this group get support? Well, I, I, you know, I struggle to see if the government hasn't agreed it now. I struggle to see if they'll agree it later. But we will strategize and we'll work to see if there's a chance. On other things, we've got a major date coming up on the 23rd of March, which is becoming known as Tax Day, when the government's going to come out with lots of consultations on the future of the tax system. So some of the difficult decisions, which you know we're expecting talk of national insurance rise on the self-employed and um, uh, changes to capital gains tax and entrepreneurs relief, uh, which they renamed business asset disposal relief to make it easier to abolish. Uh, you know, we are fighting for these and we'll continue to fight uh, to make sure they're not got rid of. Um, but there was a risk there. So we are going to be communicating to the government. You know, you, you've just agreed to move the tax burden to the highest it's been since, you know, 1960s, since Roy Jenkins was chancellor. So we don't want more tax rises. Um, and then, of course, we've got the autumn budget coming up as well. Um, one bit that was also missing that will be coming for the next few months is the fundamental business rates review. And that's a real opportunity. The government promised us it would be a downward review, as in we'll look to reduce the burden. Uh, and of course, on job creation, we're going to really put rockets under that now because the government didn't go forward with any measures. So they need ideas. And we're going to come up with some. Uh, and then finally, I'd probably ally to that, uh, a kind of move on startups. You know, we've got a great small business community, but there is always churn and change. And what we need to see is a new generation of entrepreneurs come forward. So, you know, I have a great salaried job and I really love working with FSB. But at some stage, I should be encouraged to go out and start a business like all all the members of FSB do. Um, So we need to see kind of moves to really boost the startup loans uh, system and the new enterprise allowance so that startups really, really can start to motor. And everyone decides that actually the economy is looking up. I want to start. I want to start a business, and of course, hopefully, join FSB. Yeah, brilliant. And, and startups for so long have been, you know, touted as the the future of economic growth in this country. So um, we certainly hope that 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 happens and, and, and proves to be the case. Craig, that's such a, a brilliant, thorough roundup of um, a really complex issue um, and all of the issues to come out of um, the budget 2021. So thank you so much for sharing those with us. Um, thanks also to our audience for listening. Um, please do remember to subscribe to the First Voice podcast to receive regular updates and guidance on um, other big issues affecting small businesses and, of course, please do visit firstvoice.fsb.org.uk for plenty more small business content. Many thanks.